Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hits. First of all, I want to talk uh, to you about scramblers and quad bikes because parents are being urged not to gift uh, quad bikes or scramblers uh, to their children. Um, Now, you don't need me to tell you how dangerous they are, or maybe you do, because parents still do it every year. Um, So quad bikes uh, and scramblers, they're obviously designed for uh, off-road use. They're not suited for travelling on public roads or in parks. And I'll tell you a story in a moment about a a run-in I had with a a scrambler in a park recently. But they've released uh, statistics that show that 38% of those injured in accidents involving quad bikes and scramblers were aged under 18. Okay, so that is a very high percentage of people who are riding these quad bikes and scramblers who are under the age of 18. Now, if you're under the age of 18, you're clearly not going out and buying these scramblers and quad bikes yourself. You are getting them bought for you by your parents. Uh, Keith Sinnott, consultant of the National Spinal Injuries Unit in the Matter Hospital. And here's a man who would know. He is dealing with the injuries that arise from these accidents. Uh, He said today that quad bikes and scramblers are not toys. Repeat, not toys. They are heavy Dangerous pieces of machinery that can cause life-changing injuries or death. He said, uh, impacts often happen on areas of uneven ground or as a result of unstable uh, vehicles, especially in the hands of children. We'll be talking as well in a couple of moments to a counsellor who is also calling for her chil- or for parents not to buy their children uh, these two items uh, coming up to Christmas. But I want to hear from you. Send us a WhatsApp now. 87 treble08 08 Here are the questions I have for you today. The first question is how bad is the issue of scramblers and quad bikes in your area? Um, has it got to the stage where you can't let your kids play out on the greens because of the amount of scramblers uh, and quad bikes? How bad is it? Maybe it's not bad at all, but let us know how bad it is in your area with scramblers and quad bikes. And as I said uh, a few minutes ago, I'll tell you a story about something I witnessed uh, a couple of weeks ago where I was out walking uh, with my young fella in a park and we had to leave the park because there was two scrotes and they were absolute scrotes with the hoods up, face covered, uh, doing wheelies on scramblers in a park in the daytime. Also, what do you think should be done to parents who do provide uh, their children with scramblers or quad bikes? Because if you see a 16-year-old uh, on a scrambler or a quad bike in a public place, that, that has been bought for them by the parents. So someone has to be held accountable for that. What should be done to these parents? How do we stop this problem once and for all? And how bad is the problem in your area? And I can see lots and lots of messages coming in already on this. 87 treble 8 The lines are open to you now. We'd love to hear from you. Let me go to Kevin. Kevin, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you? How's it going? How are you? Good. Uh, you heard in my introduction there that um, a very high percentage, 38% of people injured in quad bikes and scramblers are under the age of 18. Uh, you're not a fan of them, are you? Uh, yeah, I kind of I was more with sports bikes all my life, the, the higher, higher powered. But um, I got my 16-year-old, uh, we, we have a, a bit of land there, we won't, he won't be on public property, a scrambler. And now, reluctantly, I I don't like them. I'm not I'm not a fan. And training is the the key thing. Uh, just you know, um, 
and the gear, wearing good equipment, all the body armour and stuff so, like so you, that. Sorry, was it a quad bike or a scrambler? Uh, sorry, I beg your pardon, scrambler. It was a, uh, it was a scrambler? Uh, yeah. Okay, what sort, yeah. Of, what sort of engine is on the, the scrambler? That one's a 125. Two strokes, so it's a very, very nippy little thing. Jeez, I, I was about to, to say that. So a one, two, five, um, and at sixteen years of age, was it? Yeah, now he's nearly six foot, so physically he's able to to handle it, but uh, mentally, and uh, he he needs to just learn. Just training, uh, education, and clothing is never get up on one without the helmet, everything fitting. You know, uh, they are lethal. They're dangerous things. I don't like them being on them. Uh, I've given them up. Uh, motorbikes and all together. But sorry, now sorry, I'm hang on, hang on, Kevin. I'm missing something here. If they're lethal and you don't like them, why did you buy your 16 year old one? Uh, just I can't. The shed full of them, and I, I, I rode them for all my life. Uh, and you can't really, you can't be the hypocrite either. Uh, just try and get them it and train them. I can't wrap them in bubble wrap all his life. Do you know? I know, but something that you consider, and again, just to put it into context here, 125cc, it's a, it's a powerful enough uh, nippy bike. Yeah. Um, he obviously asked you uh, to get him one, did he? Yeah, yeah. And was there ever an option for you to say, no, uh, I'm not going to get this for you because it's because it's dangerous? Well, I held him off for three years until he was 16 and tall enough and physically strong enough to... Uh, to handle the machine and then just training him how to ride the machine. But we have a bit of ground ourselves. It'll never be on public property. And that is the huge problem with them. Um, I mean, things like kids are up to... There's, better, there's worse things than motocross and that. But I think places like... There's Gormanstown track I used to ride on years ago. I think that's even closed. There, there are no tracks. There's no facilities for these kids to, to practice on and ride on. Well, it's um, not the government's job to provide facilities for uh, for scramblers and, and quad bikes. I mean, you were in a very lucky position that you were on private land and you have that land. I assume you don't let them out in, in parks and stuff like that and on roadways. Oh, God, no. No, or with, without me, I have to be there. They can't just go into the shed and take the bike. I have to be with them and... Uh, but, I mean, the National Lottery is great at doling out money for uh, football grounds and everything else. I honestly, I was I was going through a part of North County Dublin. I was uh, hadn't been up that way in years. And I was shocked to see in the city um, kids, two of them on motorbikes, loads of motorbikes, uh, going around these horrible little Chinese import bikes. They're uh, cheap and cheery, no helmets hoodies up as you said and riding up and down public roads I know it's crazy it's absolutely crazy yeah. so what you're saying is that if you want to no, no, not, obviously not everybody has land like you do and not everybody is lucky to have land um, and certainly if you live in some of these areas especially in Dublin that are overrun with quad bikes and scramblers I'm thinking of the likes of Darndale, Coolock you see them all the time you see them in Finglas as well you, I've seen them in Crumlin what you're yeah. saying is if you live uh, in a housing estate where there is no land don't buy your kids a Oh, scrambler. definitely. Yeah, definitely not because the facilities aren't there. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, there, there is a Gormanstown track up near Balbriggan is closed and I cannot think of another facility, closed, marshalled, safe uh, facility with an ambulance. Uh, there was always an ambulance there when we were riding okay. in Gormanstown. 
Okay, yeah, do, do, do me a favor. Stay there for a second, please, uh, Kevin. There, Kevin has admitted it. He's brought his 16-year-old uh, son a uh, scrambler bike. It's a 125cc engine. It's a very powerful one. But what he's saying is that his son was asking and asking and asking from the age of 13 to get one. Uh, they have land that they can go on, private land. And he gave in and decided, listen, if he really wants a scrambler, I'm going to get it for him. I'm going to get him all the gear. Um, and, you know, the gear involves, you know, the helmet, uh, the proper jacket, the, the the trousers, the boots, all that. But the young fellas you see going around in housing estates and the likes of, of Dublin, Cork, Limerick, they're not wearing all that gear. They're going around with their hoodies up on scrambler bikes. And that is the problem. Let me go to Vincent. Vincent, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you? I'm grand. How's it going? Good. You and your 15-year-old ride scramblers together, do you? Yeah, we're at it all the time. We were out all day again yesterday. Like, yeah. um, like, they're saying every year like this comes out, don't buy your kids scramblers. Yes. I mean, they're the best thing you can ever get your kid, in my opinion. You know, it focuses them on, like, if they love this and take to this, it's all they think about. It's all they want to do. Like, I get no trouble for my kid. Sorry, uh, did you just say the best thing you can do for a 15-year-old is buy, is buy them a scrambler? Yeah. Well, I bought my, my, my son started when he was four years old. Um, like, we're up and down the country every weekend. All summer we were racing, Wicklow, Dublin, the north. We were everywhere, like my wife, the dog. Everyone comes with us. It's a family thing, you know. He just won the grass track championship. They don't always get to the trophy for that Wednesday night. Our Sunday night, sorry, in the Afro Bay Hotel, but wrapped from off road. 200 to maybe 300 entries every race that goes on all season up there. Now, how, how, how powerful is the scrambler uh, your son is on? Which one? We have multiple ones. We actually well, have five of them. Okay. What's the most powerful scrambler that he's on? 250. 250? He's 15 years of age? 15 years old, yeah. Now, obviously, he's on private land just, is he? Well, well we do all the tracks, right? Okay. We the ambulances, the hauler. We do a lot of forestry riding as well, you know, across all the mountains and stuff. Now, does it never? Does it never work? It's obviously dangerous. I know you said that it's the best. The best thing a parent can buy their fifteen-year-old. I can tell you now, with the greatest respect, when my young fellow is fifteen in a few years' time, he will not be getting a scrambler bike. There's no way. Uh, because well, you see, you see, you're looking at it from your perspective. When you look at it from someone's perspective, that's in this sport. Then you know, me and my son, we fix the bikes together. We we, we do everything. Like you're always with your son. Um, you know, as I said, like that, they, they look for money. Yeah, it's for a pair of boots or a, a neck brace or a pair of goggles or something. It's not for drugs or drink or anything like that. They don't. They, the kids that are involved in this do not socialise with fellas who take drugs and drink and are, are tour rags, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Okay, so what you're saying is there's two different types of scrambler and, and quad bike users. There's, there's the young exactly. fellas. The young fellas exactly. going around the housing estates. And there's their, uh, there's their responsible, and you would consider yourself a responsible parent, would you? Yeah, I would, yeah, 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 I would. Because he has all the all the safety gear? Safety gear, the safety gear, the loan is about nearly 1,500 euros, maybe two grand. But if he came, you know, like, if he, if he came off it at that speed? Yeah, but sure, if you can cross the road and get a belt of a car and be killed, so I'm dead. We're doing a sport that we love, do you know what I mean? The minute you sit on any motorbike, it's dangerous, let alone, say, hitting a jump at 50 mile an hour and jumping 40 feet long, like, you know? So you never, you never ever ever worry? I mean, you heard, you heard the stats there today, uh, 38% of um, seriously yeah. injured people are under the age of 18. Um, I mean, that's your son, he's under the age of 18. You don't worry uh, that he's going to end up with a horrific injury if he comes off that bike? Well, maybe, may, look, things happen, you know, but you don't think about this stuff. 
you know, like what are you going to do? Wrap them in cotton wool for the rest of their life? Well, no, I don't think no, no, nobody's suggesting to wrap them in cotton wool. But uh, but let me just read out this message from Caroline. And we're trying to get Caroline on. She says this is directed to you. I assume she says some people should never have children. I can't believe what I am listening to. That is shocking. Um, yeah, what, what about all the kids that just went to the Cook Eleven year old in France and represented Ireland at motocross? I think they came thirteenth or something. And then, like you, the Red Bull with an Irish team contingent over there, they finished like seventeenth. I'm not sure. No, you know. But it was a big, a big event over there, like Ireland motocross team racing against the best no, teams no, in the world. Yeah, nobody is suggesting that, you know... Uh, but where did all these guys learn to ride their bikes? Their parents got them from when they were young kids, and they progressed and became the best in the country at what they do. And has he ever has he ever come off the bike? Oh, multiple times. He's broken shoulders, broken wrist. So he's, you know? he's broken, he's broken, he's had a broken wrist, what else? Uh, dislocated a shoulder, ligaments done in a shoulder. Uh, he's a big scar under his throat from a uh, scalp line getting caught in his neck. Jesus. You know, so, no, but again, like you know, it's, he doesn't do anything else. He, you know, he doesn't do computer games and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, maybe to a small extent. Yeah, but, he's, yeah, yeah, but, but he's, he's not going to dislocate his shoulder doing playing a computer game uh, in the safety of his bedroom, is he? Yeah, but come on, like you know. <laughs> they're supposed to stay in their bedroom for the rest of their life no I, I agree I, I think children should be out they should be out they should be active um, yeah, yeah. As my kids are as active anyway I can tell you that much <laughs> well, a lot of my mates all their sons are into it so like the winter series is on up in Vormont now for the weekend it's the biggest biggest one for us in Cork it's okay, event. there's ambulances it's actually um, there's a, an injured rider Melanie Griffiths she broke her back up in Doon there in the summer it's a big sponsor to the event. It's a charity event for Hall. Oh, no, I believe there are lots of charity events. And in fairness, stay there for a second, Vincent. You're a great salesman for uh, the pros of buying uh, a scrambler or a quad bike for your, your child. If you've just joined us, uh, you're listening to the Noah Bolling Show with Jeremy Dixon here. And we're talking uh, about the, the, annual, the annual issue of scramblers and quad bikes and what we can do to stop parents buying them for their children. And you have Vincent there, uh, him and his 15-year-old ride scramblers all the time, he has had multiple injuries from from being on a scrambler. But he says it's a lot better than sitting at home playing uh, computer games. Now, I'll leave that up to you to decide which is which is the safer one. Let me go to James. How are you, James? Oh, sorry, sorry. We're going to have to. I'll have to change over James now in a second. Let me just go back to uh, Vincent for one second. Vincent, there's another uh, message that's after coming in here saying it's only a matter of time before his son ends up in a uh, hospital. What would you say to that? Are you there? Less some time. Yeah. What would you say to that? It's only a matter of time before uh, your son ends up in hospital. Well, he already uh, has ended up in hospital, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And it could be this weekend. I could end up in there myself. That's a risk we take, like you know. It's what we do. We love doing it. Like it's our pastime. It's our hobby. We're passionate about it. We love doing it. It costs us thousands of pounds a year to do it. But the argument I'm going to make is like, you know, there's pros and cons of getting your kid a bike. You can't just get him a bike. You need to get him all the protective gear and be willing to sacrifice your weekend that you're off work after working five or six days a week and take him to the tracks and stay there with him and supervise him and pay for private training and stuff. Which a lot of us do as well, you know. We I know you. You know it sounds. It sounds like you're doing it the right way. Stay there for a second. Let's have a listen to a couple of your voice notes that are coming in thick and fast. If you want to get your spoke in on this, uh, pardon the pun. Oh eight seven one double eight treble zero eight is our WhatsApp number. There was loads of facilities, and racetracks for motocross bikes throughout the country five years ago, but insurance companies have them all closed. 
Yeah, well, yeah, how would you get insurance for a place like that, uh, in fairness? That's not going to be easy to get insurance for a place like that where you're doing a sport that is, uh, let's be honest, uh, very, very dangerous. Jeremy, unless they're illegal, I'd miss the start of what you were talking about, unless they're illegal to have, there's not a damn thing you can do about them. You've the quickest chance of running into a bear in this country than you do a guard anywhere, so not a damn thing you can do. And unless, if they're not illegal and parents are buying them, there's nothing you can do about that. Not a thing. Well, you're not supposed to have them in a public place because they need to be insured. They're powerful, powerful engines in these things and they need to be insured. Now, James, how are you? Uh, good afternoon, Jeremy. Good. I, I, maybe I'm just out of touch here. I can't believe what I'm hearing uh, on the show from... I, I'm the same now, like the, that chap you have on there. Now, one thing I do applaud him is he wants to spend time with his child. And yeah. I applaud him for that. That's, that's wonderful. But, you know, riding motorbikes, as someone who rode motorbikes for years has come off, Many a motorbike, have many a scar on my body from it. It's something now, I have an 11 year old boy and two teenage daughters, and my 15 year old son, when he does turn age, come to that, he's asked me for scrambler. The answer would be no, absolutely not. Yeah, I'd, I'd kind of be, uh, I'd be the same myself. Uh, but what would your reason be for not? They're too dangerous. Simplest fact is like, and I, I live in uh, around the Dublin 5 area and I was just saying to Ruth there, I'd often go up and down the Malahide Road in my job and I would find that um, the amount of bikes that are flying up and down the Malahide Road and from areas that you haven't to mention of uh, people with no helmets, uh, no, no uh, high-vis clothing on, no lights, and of course no insurance, driving like absolute lunatics. Oh, I've just given the two fingers to the rules of the road. Yeah, absolutely. You know and what I always find as well with them is they always be on the, the wrong side of the road. So they're more or less putting it up to you for you to get out of their way. And not even for, you know, for, for it's just absolutely bonkers. But do you, not, really, really do, do you not see a difference between those lads and, say, people like uh, Vincent's uh, son? Well, I, I, like Vincent there you were talking about, he said his son was riding bikes since he was young. Um, I always thought, and I, I am open to be corrected on this, but I always thought the minimum age to ride a motorbike was 16. Now, maybe that's on the road or off the road. I'm not 100% sure. Maybe he can uh, clear that up for us. But well, well, well Vincent. You can race him on a track at six years old on a juvenile license. On a uh, what? Like a, six, a juvenile license. A juvenile license. At six years old, you can race him on a, on a track. There's 50 well, CC bikes there, and there could be 40 of them at every race that we go out there with Rathrum Offroad. Oh, like you, some of these guys can be like they're tiny, they're two foot tall, and they're racing around the field and there. You know? Right. Well, as I said to you, I wasn't sure, and I'm glad. I'm glad maybe you've cleared that up for everybody. But like we're well, regarding to everybody is kind of town. Anyone to do with a motorbike uh, with, with one brush, you know that they're bad news. Uh, don't hang around with them. Uh, it's all bad news, you know. Like some of these well, kids, I... they love it. You know what I mean? Their parents love no. it. It's something no. that they do all year round. Look, each to their own. For me, personally, I would exactly. never allow my, any of my children onto a motorbike because, as I said, I drove motorbikes for years and um, there's one particular bike which I rode called, and anybody who rides a bike, it used to be called the Widowmaker because more people have no, been killed off. An no, RD350. That's the yep. exact one. Anybody who's ever driven an RD350 would know exactly what we're talking about. But... Um, Look, at the end of the day, if you're if you're doing it, and I do applaud you, as I said, for the fact that, you know, you and your son have spent the time together, that's wonderful. 
But I think the main issue that we're probably really discussing is the fact that all these little scrolls going up and down. And I think also the simple fact is this. If the parents are buying these bikes for them and they're going around without insurance, without tax, without helmets, I think and in more the importantly, with no supervision. The, the parents should be held responsible because there is there is a specific way you have to be taught how to ride a motorbike. I of know course, how to do yeah. it. But, but these, these kids don't. So I do think that when these little scumbags, and I'll call them that scumbags, are flying up and down the road on motorbikes, again, with no tax insurance, reg plates, the whole lot, if they're involved in an accident, and the majority of them look like they, to be mid-15, 16, 17-year-olds, the parents, they should literally change the law and make the parents legally responsible. If their parents are on the dole, doctor dole if they've damaged the vehicle or they've injured or hurt somebody else. And that's the only way to hit people because... You know, they are from, and let's be honest, the more deprived areas of Dublin. And yeah, but you, you, can't, you can't blame the parents for something that a child done. You know what well, I mean? Well, well you, child... you can't. The parents are buying them. No 16-year-olds. That, 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 that's okay. Like, like if, you bought, if, if you bought one of your kids a, a rifle for hunting or whatever when he was the legal age and he went down and shot someone, it'd be a whole that person responsible then as well because he bought well, him the gun. Know, that's not how the law child... works. If you haven't bought one for your child, and you, but you will know if your child is racing around on the scrambler. You will see them on it. Your, your neighbours will say, oh, I saw your little Johnny over on the green tearing around on a 125. So you will know. But you, and look, at the end of the day, for situations like this, parents have to take some sort of responsibility. Because I agree. You have to I, agree so I agree they have they, to be responsible for it. But, but my when, point is, like, you should be there with your child doing all this. You know, well, just the, not leaving them well, off to do their own thing. Lads, I'm not, just while you're talking there, lads, I'm just looking at uh, scramblers for sale here. Um, and Michael, you, you can get you can get them for as little the second hand one you can get for, like here's a 50 cc one uh, for 200 quid. Um, uh, that wouldn't pull the skin off a sausage. There's no point in buying that. <laughs> like that wouldn't go like 20 mile an hour. You know what I mean? So that's a, well, maybe that's the the kind of ones that these kids should be on. But as as James said, the ones you see uh, flying up and down the Malahide Road in Dublin uh, are going uh, a lot faster and they're a lot more powerful than that. Stay there, both of you, uh, please, because there's a couple of people who want to talk to you. Oh eight seven one double eight treble zero eight. That is our WhatsApp number. Oh eight seven one double eight treble zero eight. A lot of calls coming in on this. We are talking about the dangers of uh, scramblers and quad bikes and parents who see absolutely no problem with buying them for their kids. Here's a WhatsApp. Jeremy, the reason why it's gone so bad is okay. We all know teenagers can do what they want and nobody can do anything about it. Not even the guards are not allowed to chase the scramblers because of an incident happened in 2014, okay? That's the reason why they're still on them. Nobody can do anything about them. So why won't they do it? Cheers, pal. Cheers. Uh, more of your reaction straight after the break. Don't go away. It's Jeremy Dixon in for Nile Boyland today for this Monday afternoon. Here's Dave. Jeremy, it's yes. Dave here. Hey, Dave. Listen, it is a sport. And if it's done right, fair enough. It's these little scrubs, the scumbags, that don't have the helmets. And Mammy and Daddy says, ah, yeah, I get you that. Go on outside there now and fly up and down and make sure you hit someone. Cheers, buddy. Talk to later. There was actually a video, thanks, Dave. There was a video that went viral about two years ago, Christmas time. I don't know if many of you uh, saw it, um, but it was it went viral on Christmas Day, actually. And it was a video of a kid. Uh, now, this kid, I'd say, was about five, six years of age on a scrambler bike outside his house. Do you remember this video, Ruth? Yeah, Ruth was remembering it now as well. And the kid was um, sitting on the bike outside his house and the father was putting the kid on the bike and the kid 
pulled back the, the throttle or whatever and the bike went flying into the lamppost and gave your man an almighty whack. Now, this was a five-year-old kid. Take five. Uh, no helmet, no protective clothing, just wearing a, a T-shirt and jeans. And the kid got an almighty wallop uh, into the lamppost. Uh, it was absolutely shocking to see. And, you know, we've learned nothing. We've learned nothing. And I think we do need to differentiate between the two different types of scrambler uh, and quad bike users. Does that type that literally couldn't give a shit, pardon my French, um, what sort of safety gear their children are wearing. And then there's the responsible ones who will buy the gear uh, for their children and will teach them uh, the proper way uh, to do it. But how do we stop? How do we stop this happening every single year? Because I can tell you now, come the 25th of December, the fields all around Ireland, housing states all around Ireland, uh, are going to be full of scramblers and quad bikes. Let me go to Ronnie. How are you, Ronnie? You're on Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. How are you? How are you, Jeremy? Good. You're uh, riding scramblers, so your son is, since the age of five. I, I, my son, the best thing I agree with the chat earlier on, the best thing I've ever done was bought a scrambler for my son at the age of five. He was racing scramblers since the age of five, and people have to realise that it's done in a race environment. Like They have to get, um, they have to get a, a racing licence, which involves getting a medical there has to be ambulances on scene. If the two two ambulances are taken away, the race is stopped. It's all done under 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 proper race race control. Like so, they're completely different to people racing racing scramblers at whatever age doesn't matter. And then these people are driving them down the road. These people are driving them down the road. First of all, I say they're using cheap Chinese machines that you wouldn't even, any 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 driver that raced motocross. So sorry, Ronnie, sorry for cutting across you. These ones that I'm looking at uh, online that are selling for like 250 quid, uh, like I'm looking at one here for sale in Longford, a mini scrambler, it says, uh, 350 euro. Um, and you're saying these these aren't, well, they're 50cc, two stroke. Um, you're saying these aren't worth a damn, are they not? Uh, they're not worth a damn. There's no, there's no young lad, there's no young lad that has a race license would throw his leg over one of them and race them. Because they wouldn't, they wouldn't get into the first corner. The bike would break up. Like, they're not made. Them, them bikes that you're buying for 300 quid, they're not made. Okay, what's what, 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 racing. So what sort of bike uh, did your son start riding at the age of five? He, start, he, st- he, started off, he started off at five years of age on a KTM 50cc automatic. Then he moved up to 65 small wheels. Then he uh, moved up to 65 big wheel. And his last bike was a 125. At five years of it, I mean, I'm just look. My five year old has just got a new bike, uh, a bicycle, and he's even finding it hard just to get steady on the on the bigger bike. How in God's name is a five year old able to control a motorized vehicle? I mean, maybe you, I'm being... have, you can't just you can't you can't just throw your leg over the bike and go. Like you have to, as a man was saying early on, he's his own land and he's out there to teach the son how to drive the bike. You're not going to just throw your leg over the bike and go. But you have to learn. You have to learn about it. But still, at the end of the day, it is a still a powerful, a powerful um, engine. Like 50. Well, it is. It, it is. But I mean, if you've all the gear on you, I mean, we're, we're, we were ten years racing. If you've all the gear on you, the, the worst injury we had was a, dis- a dislo- dislocated finger. That's the worst injury we had. Okay, but it could have been worse. Well, look, he came off the bike. If you if you don't come off the bike, you're not racing hard enough. So he did come off the bike. But if he's all the gear on the boots, the neck brace, everything on him, the chance of him getting injured is very slim. Well, let me put that to James. James, um, I mean, maybe I'm alone here getting shocked by this, but in my opinion, a five-year-old handling a 50cc engine is a bit much. What do you think, James? Well, look, at the end of the day, um, you know, if these kids are learning and if they have proper coaches like these two two or three lads have been on who seem to know what they're doing, well, you know, 
my main issue now, I don't have an issue with guys that were doing like motocross and stuff, and you know, not, if they are, you know, properly trained, have the, um, you know, the proper gear. It's really all the little scrotes that are tearing them down the road because eventually what is going to happen is one of them is going to get killed. And that driver that they hit, whether it be a car, a bus, or whatever, I seen that on the Malahide Road one night where I saw one of them, a bus was actually going around the roundabout, and it drove straight into the side of the bus. And the bus stopped. The man got back up off the bike, hobbled away, and the bus driver didn't know what the hell to do. The bus was carrying about 40 or 50 people, so that kid could have been killed. Oh, just absolutely, yeah. But look, at the end of the day, if, if these, these guys sound like they're doing it right, and I applaud them for that, I really do. You know, driving a motorbike, you have to learn how to do it properly. And as you said, and as you explained about that video, and I saw, I know that video you're talking about, you just can't get onto a bike, pop it into gear, pull on no. the throttle and away you go. You did, you, did you see that video, Ronnie? I didn't do it, yeah. That was I doing did. the round. Now, what, what did you think when you, I think it was about two Christmases ago. What did you think when you saw that video? Absolutely disgraceful. And it just shows that the parents don't give a damn. I mean, these people are riding these bikes on the road, Jeremy. They don't even have the right tyres. They have the tyres that we use for motocross, and on tarmac, they're absolutely lethal. So there's a way you're doing it, there's a right way you're doing it, and there's a wrong way you're doing it. And what you're saying there's is... A con- there's, 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 an, there's a controlled environment way you're doing it, which means go and get your race licence, get trained, go to the motocross, go to your motocross every week, go to your cross track every second week. Like, we travelled around the country every weekend. But it was done in a controlled situation. You're not just allowed buy a bike, throw your leg over and go. <laughs> that doesn't happen like that. Before you even go racing, you won't get on the racetrack unless your bike is scrutineered, which means it has to go up and everything is checked on the bike to make sure the bike is safe. If the bike's not safe, they won't let you race. So what would you say to parents, uh, Ronnie, uh, listening right now who are considering just giving their, their, their teenagers a couple of hundred quid to go out and buy one of these bikes with no protective gear or no training or anything like that? Absolutely lethal. You're, you're signing you're signing the death warrant. Sorry, say that absolutely. again? It's absolutely lethal. You're, you may as well sign their death warrant because they're going to kill themselves. So how do, how, kill how, do, how do we stop it from happening? Now, now let, me, but let me put that question to both of you. How do we stop young fellas, or as you say, James, mm-hmm. little scrotes, going up and down public roads on these bikes uh, and scramblers? The guards can't catch them because if the guards go after them, the lads just go off on the scramblers uh, into, into a field and they can't go after them. So how do we stop this from happening? I honestly don't know, Jeremy. I don't. I honestly don't know. Maybe, maybe stop local garages selling selling petrol to young lads in camps. Oh, they get it. They get it somewhere. Should just get an adult. Of course they will. Of course they will. Of course they will. Yeah. The answer is the answer is I don't know. <laughs> James, do you have any idea how to stop this happening? Um, I w- I would kind of be like the other caller there. I don't really know, but as it's going back to what I said earlier, maybe it is time to make the parents, the parents a little bit more responsible if the parents are buying them, and if even if they don't buy them and they are aware that they're on a public road without training and um, without uh, now as has been highlighted now we have proper tires because uh, as he said you have road tires and you have off-road tires they're totally different off-road tires would have zero grip on tarmac so um maybe maybe there's time for you know i'm sure the councils could easily introduce bylaws you know laws can be changed very very easily and if they really 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 wanted to do it they could do it they could you know well, let, let me ask you a question. You see them regularly. Have you ever rang the, the guards when you see them? Uh... I have on a couple of occasions, and the usual response is either, yeah, we're aware of it, or uh, there's nobody available. It's one or two. <laughs> and I, <laughs> and no. I would generally ring, and, when it's, and I would, like, you would hope that you might you know, say to them, look, is there any motorcycle guarantee around? Because if they're on the road, 
a motorcycle guard that would catch them because motorcycle guards are very, very highly trained. Yes. And they would be able to catch them on the roads, no problem. Plus, you know, the motor, motorbike guards are on seven or 800 cc machines where these little scrotes are, are going around on 125. So, you know, they do need to enforce it. But as I said, what is simply going to happen is someone is going to get killed. The motorist is going to be blamed because the motorist is going to be screwed on insurance, even though the motorist won't be at fault. And then you have all the media crying about poor little Johnny. He was only out doing his thing. It could have been worse. He could have been out mugging old ladies. But no, oh, he's just yeah. going out on his bike. And it's not his fault, not his parents' fault. Poor little Johnny. No considering about the poor motorist that he has killed, probably written off his or her car, who they've worked hard to pay for and sure, so on and so forth, you know. And and that's just the way society is, like, you know. I, sure I, remember, I remember the guards, uh, Was it, I think it was about two years ago when they went out with a big van with a trailer on it and they literally went into these estates and um, confiscated all the bikes, all the scramblers and the quad bikes and they put it up all over social media and the backlash they got from people, how dare you take those scramblers off the pair? How dare you? That's not your property. People are... Yeah, I remember, sure. You, yeah, you actually often hear the people, you know, you see it in the media, of people who are just relaxing in a park. I know there was one particular case where there was a couple actually up in Darndale. They were sitting kind of under the hill. Someone came flying over on top of them on a quad bike and did life, life-altering injuries to them. You know, there is that other side of the coin as well. And, you know, when one of these kids come off a bike, if they're not killed and they're left paralysed from the neck down, yep. then you then have the state then is left to look after them. Of course. And you have Matty saying, oh, my poor little Johnny, and she'll be banging on on the media about, oh, my poor little Johnny can't get all this health that he needs because he fell off an uninsured and unworthy. unworthy and that, and that is the problem at the end of the day, that they are uninsured if they, if they come off it. Thanks very much for your call, James. Yeah, in a moment, we'll be talking to a councillor who has uh, spoken out about this, uh, Cork councillor uh, Tony Fitzgerald, to find out what he thinks should be done about it. If you want to get in a quick comment, 087-188-0008. 087-188-0008. Get your comments in as quickly as you can because there's a lot of interest in this. Back in a moment, don't go away. It is Ireland's Classics Radio. It's Jeremy Dixon in for the Nile Boylan Show for this Monday afternoon. I hope you're enjoying the show. Uh, we are talking about, uh, and it's obviously a huge issue because um, there's so many people that want to talk about it. And it's about scramblers and quad bikes and the dangers of parents just buying them for their kids willy-nilly without any protective gear, with no training and just saying, here's a scrambler, here's a quad bike, go out and enjoy yourself, Johnny. And I'll see you at lunchtime. Come home for your lunch. Here's a voice note. Hello. Hi, Jeremy. How are I'm you? sorry, I can't come on. Um, to be quite frank with you, I think it's very, very irresponsible to purchase a bike like that for like a 16-year-old or a 15-year-old. Um, if you haven't got, you know, the facilities for them to ride around on, um, like, and then they're complaining. They buy these bikes, and then they're complaining that the kids are up to mischief because they've nowhere to go. Well, why the hell did you buy the bike in the first place then? Um, and they're dangerous. They're really dangerous. I used to stand at a bus, st- a bus stop one day and the bike almost clipped me. Do you know what I mean? They're absolutely it's outrageous and um, they're usually little scuts on them, to be quite honest. Um, that's how I feel about it. So don't buy the bike if you haven't got the grounds to use it on. And don't be blaming the government for everything because that's just stupidness, Joanna. Thanks very much for that, uh, Joanna. Well said. Now, I was mentioning a couple of minutes ago about a video that went viral a couple of years ago. Uh, I've managed to find it on YouTube. I can't play it because there's language on the clip, but I'll, I'll talk you through it. You can find the video yourself just to show you the, the dangers of the scrambler. So the video starts off and it shows a child um, who 
like this child is so young the child has a soother uh, in their mouth um, and it's a small little scrambler bike it's a Yamaha scrambler bike but it's a small one that obviously a child can um, can fit on and you can see the child getting on the scrambler bike the father putting them on the bike um, I presume it's Christmas morning when this happens and um, he puts the, the pulls back on the accelerator doesn't know how to use the brakes and it goes towards the lamppost jeez I'm just looking at that now the speed it hits the lamppost starts and he literally hits the lamppost full on uh, with his head. And as I said, this child is so young, the child has a soother in their mouth. It just... It, it, there's no reasoning. How do you even... How did any parent think that that was a good idea to do something like that is beyond me? Eric, how are you? Not too bad. Now, I'm sure you yourself uh, would condemn stuff like that, like putting a, a child that's still sucking a soother on a scrambler bike... Um, but you and your you and your daughter are uh, trained competitors, are you? Yeah, we race every year. Yeah. So you must feel that the rest of the gang are giving you a bad name, and I'm talking about the, the housing estate gangs uh, on the fields and housing estates. Absolutely, it's totally different. People that just buy motorbikes for their kids, fire them out into the green, tear them around. If you look at them, they're all tracksuit bottoms, shorts in the summer, no helmet on. There's, there's like no cop on involved in it. Well, we do. We spend thousands on gear, we spend thousands on bikes and we spend thousands travelling. So, like, if you're not willing to do that and you're not willing to put in the effort and put in your weekends away with your kids, your family, we all go to them. If you're not willing to do that, don't buy them because you will get hurt. But, doesn't okay, I've realised that there's no point in talking sense into these parents because they're thick. They, 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 don't, they don't see the dangers in it. They just don't understand. So what sort of law do we need to stop these bikes getting in the hands of people riding them up and down housing estates? I don't think you will stop it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to keep going no matter what, what you do. There'll be ways around it. There's all these sites you can bring them in and you can buy bikes there for €300. Euro. And that's what they're being bought for. Cheap bikes fired out for young kids around the estates. They're scrap. They're not old. What we're about at all, it's totally different. And they give us a bad name. They may, you hear about motocross and motorbikes and people think straight away, oh, it's crazy. But it's not. It's, it's a totally, it's like any other sport. Like you go out and play soccer, someone comes in, tackles you, breaks your leg. It happens. And what sort of injuries has your daughter, what age was she when she started off? She started competing when she was eight. Eight years of age. Has she had many injuries? Yeah, she broke her ankle. Well, she broke yeah, her I suppose ankle. you could do that. You could do that with a pair of roller blades as well. That's, uh, it's yeah, not a big deal. Yeah, my son was at a match and a fella came in and tackled him. He plays soccer. A fella came in and tackled him and snapped his leg in half. So like, yeah. it happens in any sport. It's no, sport, it, can happen, sport. it can happen in anything. But you've done it. You've done it the right way. You've bought her all the uh, the protective gear. She's had proper training. Yes, we do training days. We travel up and down the country. We go to all proper tracks where there's ambulance crews. Um, we just do it in a safe environment. I don't have. I don't own land to put them out in it. So we travel to tracks. The tracks open, and we travel to tracks. We pay the the day fee to train, and we train at the track. And are there many tracks uh, around Ireland? Unfortunately, not enough. But like Watergrass Hill in Cork is open nearly every weekend. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I mean, what does what does that cater for? How many does that cater for? It, for anyone that wants to go, right from fifty cc from six year olds right up the whole way. And Great facility. Again, 
what what you're doing is you're doing it the right way. You're obviously do, going to these proper parks. You, you've uh, protective clothing, all that. Um, why do you think the rest of these parents see no problem with their with their teenagers uh, having these powerful um, powerful motorbikes and scramblers? I think it's just the difference between good parenting and not good parenting. And is that what it is? It's it's bad parenting to to allow your child on one of these in a housing estate. It's crazy. It's it's mad. Now, don't get me wrong. I live in a housing estate too, and we've a big green at the front of the house. And when I've been fixing bikes from time to time, I have tested the bike. But not you wouldn't. My daughter or anyone has never been out on the bike unless they're fully kitted, fully helmet, neck braces. Well, that- like. It's thousands of yours worth of gear. It's not a matter of buying a helmet for a hundred. No, of course, sir. I mean, I have I have motorbike gear myself. A helmet, a decent helmet, would set could set you back five hundred quid. Um, yeah, I, I spent over five hundred quid on my last helmet. Yeah. Well, fair play to Eric for doing it the right way. We have a couple of voice notes. Thanks very much for your call, Eric. We have a couple of voice notes to finish up on, and I'll do that straight after the break. And also, we'll uh, wrap up with the um, uh, Fianna Fáil councillor, Tony Fitzgerald, who's going to tell us uh, what he has uh, planned or what he has in mind to tackle this scourge. And let's be honest, it is a scourge of scrambler bikes and quad bikes. So don't go away with... Very simple to that answer to that question, Jeremy. You're not going to stop it. Them lads there that are talking about the safety gear and all that, they're very, very responsible and they take it as a sport. These little scrouts that are flying around the estates and up and down roads, they don't care. They don't care what you think, what I think, what anybody thinks. They think they can do whatever they want. They're not going to stop it. No, I think I think you're right. Uh, they're not certainly not going to listen to to us, uh, and I think it's a it's a policing issue. But to talk more about this, I'm joined on the line by Fianna Fáil uh, councillor Tony Fitzgerald, who has made an appeal uh, at the recent uh, Cork uh, City Joint Policing Committee, uh, all to do with the misuse of these vehicles. And he joins us on the line now. Uh, good afternoon, Tony. Afternoon, Jeremy. How are you? I'm not too bad at all. Um, what? First of all, what's the situation like uh, in Cork, in housing estates in Cork, with regards to uh, scramblers and quad bikes? Yeah, well, like many other areas, we have a very small minority of people um, who think, you know, that they can go on these bikes and, uh, you know, go on to green areas, which is public property, um, and, you know, enjoy an activity with at the at the loss of another of lots of people living locally with noise pollution and you know damage to 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 public property such as green areas and parks and soccer pitches and that you know uh, and, um, and sorry so, tony what age are these people generally who are oh, they could be like it's funny like jeremy they're they're like they're they're from all ages and what is worrying is that there's parents buying these bikes for 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 their kids you know um and but we we have had a number of successes and it is uh, gradually, um, you know, decreasing. Um, it is because of active uh, engagement by the community policing section here in Cork, um, where they, you know, they can't chase the bike, but if a lot of residents are ringing in um, to the Gardaí and to the council, uh, the Cork City Council, and, uh, you know, once the Gardaí identify who owns the bikes, they can then call and confiscate the bikes. And there's actually a lot out of scramblers in, in local stations here in Cork that have been confiscated and oddly enough then we have the parents coming down asking for to give back the bikes Oh really? So the, guard, the, guard, the guards are confiscating them and the parents are coming down yeah. saying I, I want it yeah. back Yeah, yeah so they don't give them back because they can't give it one, they don't have insurance and two, like you know they, 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 they're, they're damaging public property and the noise pollution from this is just unbelievable 
So look, it's look, and I understand there is a group, a small group of people who would like to engage in this activity, but that has to be done in a kind of a, a friendly, safe environment. Um, and that's you know that's the way forward. If people, you know, if you want to set up a GA club, you want to set up a boxing club, you've got to go off and do it, and you know you've got to set up the the organisation. But you just can't come onto public property, and in particular, you can't go onto the public roads and footpaths and frighten people. Okay, so, so how, how much power do the Gardaí have currently? Oh, at well, they, oh if, they, if they can identify, if they identify the owner of the bikes, they could they could actually, they have taken them. That has happened here in Cork. Uh, I know my colleague, uh, Minister James Brown, uh, has done a lot of work on that uh, in, in this regard. But, like, I suppose the, at the end of the day, Jeremy, I mean, it's the awareness and the prevention of it. And, you know, prevention... The prevention model is always very difficult to promote. Um, and like what we need to send the message out that if you do invest in these bicycle bikes, scrambler bikes for your young people, there's every chance that they'll be taken and you won't get them back. And there's every chance that there's a possibility, which is the biggest problem and concern, is that um, people uh, can, can get hurt from them. Either but but sorry for sorry for cutting across you, Tony. I think appealing to the the better nature of these parents is not going to work because if you're well, the, if you're the you type of parent that doesn't see an issue with this, um, someone saying, by the way, what you're doing is wrong, that's not going to make them change their mind. Well, 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 we'll take the bike off them, and then they'll soon realise that, Jeremy. Like that's the answer, really, you know. And that's what's happening here in Cork, and we're successful at it. Um, uh, no, it's still it's still an issue. Uh, but we we have decreased it dramatically, um, and it's a combined effort of the public, the guardy, and the community coming together. But uh, the awareness of of this, so like, so if you do buy the bike, it's there's there's, there's two there's two negatives to this. Um, you know, one is that the, the bike can be taken, and two, you know, there could be a danger to the to the to the driver and to, to the passengers and to the public at large. So that is really the message. So we can't. We can't let a minority of people, you know, you know, engage in this activity, um, you know, and, 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 and the noise level particularly. We just cannot let, let it happen. And so the more people that complain to the Gardaí um, when, when it happens in your area and that it gets on the pulse system and the Gardaí can call and give that area-specific designation to um, the call to the area and have a presence, then that's the way forward. And there's been other crime prevention models that have been put in place through the Garvey Youth Diversion Projects, through the youth organisms, that have been very successful down the years. Now, it is a slow process, um, but it does work down at the end, uh, down the line. So, Okay, so you, my, your warning. My appeal, my appeal to, to, particularly coming up to the Christmas period, is please, those parents who think that this is a good present for your child, not to do it, not to buy these bikes, and there's plenty of other things that they can buy and other activities they get involved in because, you know, it, it is a danger to your loved one and there's a danger to the public and there's a danger to, you know, to damage the public property. And what, and what you're saying is these bikes will, be, if, they're, if they're being used in a yeah. pub, public place uh, on, a, on a green or something like that, they will yeah. be, be taken off people. If the Gardaí can trace the owner of it and that has happened now, like the Gardaí won't engage in a chase of the, of the persons on it, but they will have a presence. So if there are areas that are known to the public where this activity is on regularly, which would, which, would be, which would be here in Cork, we would know where the areas are that these, these activities are of being course, taken. Yeah. The guard, if the, no, the Gardaí can't be there 24-7, we know that. Um, 
but if there is an area known to us in an area where this activity is taking place, the Gardaí, the community Gardaí, have, in partnership with the community, made it a stronger presence and a visible presence in that area so that when you arrive at the, at the, at, at the area, if you see that the Gardaí are going to be here, then you won't come on the bike, and then that, that eliminates it down the line. Slow, but we get there. OK, uh, Fianna Fáil Councillor Tony Fitzgerald, thanks very much for joining us on uh, the Nall Boylan Show. And there you've heard it yourself from, from Tony. He has uh, put out a warning that if you are the type of parent who is going to buy, uh, fork out huge money, by the way, uh, because they do cost a lot of money, huge money for a scramble or a quad bike uh, for your kids as presents, uh, and it does get confiscated. Don't go crying uh, down to the local guard station saying, uh, I want my son's uh, scrambler bike back because you're not going to get it back and you'll be out of pocket. And as I said, it happened a couple of years ago. I saw people whinging and moaning on social media when their kids' uh, scramblers were confiscated. Uh, you've been warned. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.